a year. Nothing important, Matt Reyes. Everybody's motherfucking sleeping. I am tired. I'm looking forward to going to motherfucking bed. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 3.16. Not in the morning. I'm talking about March motherfucking 16th. Grew up Christian. Everybody knows that Bible verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I was just looking up the definition of that. Begotten doesn't mean what I thought it meant. Reading is fucking fundamental. I thought begotten meant like abandoned. I don't know why. <laughs> it's my own fucking negative filter I applied to that. Beautiful. Beautiful verse. That's just basically saying God gave us salvation. Take it how you motherfucking want to take it. Don't got to be Christian. You know? Don't got to be religious. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't motherfucking matter, ladies and gentlemen. But it is... 316. You know what's even more important than that? Tomorrow is St. Patty's Day, ladies and gentlemen. St. Patrick. Who is St. Patrick? Let's look that up. I want to see why people go out into the streets and lose their fucking mind on the 17th of March. Who is St. Patrick? Let's let's just like Wikipedia St. Patrick's Day and let's see what the fuck it says. You know what I'm saying? Okay, St. Patrick's Day, or the Feast of St. Patrick. It is an Irish festival holiday. The day of the festival of Patrick is a cultural and religious celebration held on the 17th of March, the tradition, the traditional death date of St. Patrick's. Um, I don't know why I added an S in the end of his fucking name. Uh, the foremost patron saint of Ireland. Let's see who the fuck this guy is. St. Patrick's Day was made an official Christian feast day. In the early 17th century and is observed by the Catholic Church. I wonder if at Vatican City that they're popping open bottles of motherfucking Smirnoff and Everclear and throwing up in the streets. Is that what's going on? Uh, the Angelic uh, Communion, <laughs> the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Lutheran Church all observe St. Patrick's Day. The day commemorates St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland. And celebrates the heritage and culture of the Irish in general. Celebrations generally involve public parades and festivals and wearing of green attire and shamrocks. They're, they're, letting, they're not putting in the most important factor, the public intoxication. Christians who believe uh, to liturgical denominations, belong to liturgical denominations, also attend church services. And historically, the Lenten resurrections... Whoa, I'm fucking tired. The Lenten restrictions on eating and drinking alcohol were lifted for the day. That had to be America. Uh, I don't know. Ireland, they drink a lot. Uh, which has encouraged and propagated the holiday's tradition of alcohol consumption. St. Patrick's Day is a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, the Canadian province of Newfoundland, 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 uh, and Labrador. Labrador? There's a place called Labrador? Um, all right, but wait, who's Saint? Okay, this guy. Saint Patrick was a fifth century Romano British Christian missionary and bishop in Ireland. I don't know what any of that means. Sounds like he wore one of those like long white dresses and he went, No, me Spiritu Santo. Um, much of what is known about Saint Patrick comes from the Declaration, which was allegedly written by Patrick himself. That has got to be a conflict of interest. So if it says a lot of nice stuff, I mean, I'm not going to write bad things about my fucking self. 
for generations and generations to think I was a bag of shit, regardless of how I actually was. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was an honest guy. It is believed that he was born in Roman Britain. I don't know what Roman Britain is. Um, in the fourth century, into a wealthy Romano-British family. His father was a deacon and his grandfather was a priest in the Christian church. According to the declaration, I don't know what the declaration, what that, it's not the declaration of independence. Uh, at the age of 16, he was kidnapped by Irish raiders and taken as a slave to Gaelic Ireland. So ladies and gentlemen, the Irish are celebrating a guy that they call Saint, which is really a Romano British guy who was abducted by the Irish. This is getting fucking dramatic. It says that he spent six years there working as a shepherd and that during this time he found God. That'll do it, ladies and gentlemen. If you get abducted and put into slavery and your duty as a slave is to slap sheep on their ass and listen, nah, all day, you'll fucking, you'll start praying. The declaration says that God told Patrick to flee to the coast where a ship would be waiting to take him home. This is beautiful because I really do believe this. When you are in dire times, when it feels like you have no hope, there is a chemical response that the body will produce. It's called delusion. And a lot of times <laughs> when you're in situations that logically don't seem like you got a fucking way out, delusion will help you. After making his way home, Patrick went on to becoming a priest. According to tradition, Patrick returned to Ireland to convert the pagan Irish to Christianity. What a goddamn karmic circle. I know we're not talking about India, but this is karma 101, ladies and gentlemen. The guy was a Christian. He was a Catholic. And he was Romano-British, whatever the fuck that is. You know what I'm saying? Ray Romano in Britain. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Whatever place in the past was Romano-Britain. He was there. And the Irish came in the middle of the night and they abducted him. I don't know why you would abduct somebody to herd sheep. Sounds like you could, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I know they didn't have Craigslist back then, but I'm pretty sure somebody was looking for a fucking gig. There was some lazy teenager. They could have got to do that themselves, but they wanted this kid. He was really good with sheep, apparently. So abducted him, put him into slavery. He was herding the sheep and he escaped because he was in such a fervent delusion and desperation that he heard the voice of God and he went to the water, found a boat and they got him out of there. And when he went home, he went and he studied up. He studied up and he came back. He said, I'm going to convert you motherfuckers. Karmic circle, one on motherfucking one. The declaration says, I still don't know what declaration they're talking about, that he spent many years evangelizing in the northern half of Ireland and converted thousands. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. I love this movie. Daniel Day-Lewis movie. There Will Be Blood. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Such an incredible motherfucking film. The film is a period piece set long ago in America. It basically revolves around this guy who uh, his profession is to dig ditches looking for motherfucking oil, which is an extremely difficult job. You need mental, physical, spiritual endurance to be a failure at this fucking profession. Go watch this movie. There will be blood. And throughout the movie, there was a, a character that I really enjoyed, a young man who was doing the same thing St. Patrick was doing, evangelizing. And I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to tell you the entire synopsis of the movie, but I will tell you the way that this kid in There Will Be Blood was evangelizing, it wasn't really like, 
It wasn't the Holy Ghost. It was he was a little bit demonic. I imagine the energy that St. Patrick brought back to Ireland was like this kid and there would be blood. I imagine he was evangelizing with some motherfucking heat. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ, this is interesting. I, I'm now understanding, though, as I'm understanding St. Patrick and what happened for him to turn to a Christian and for him to go and convert everybody. I get why they're drinking now on St. Patrick's Day. I'm starting to understand. Okay, um, Patrick's efforts were eventually turned into an allegory in which he drove snakes out of Ireland, despite the fact that snakes were not known to inhabit the region. Oh my God, leave it up to motherfucking Christian interpretations to take everything literal. He's not talking about motherfucking snakes. He didn't drive snakes out of there. I guess it was a mentality or I don't know. Tradition holds that he died on the 17th of March and was buried at Down Patrick. That's the name of the place. They named it Down Patrick, I'm assuming. I It would be very fucking unbelievable <laughs> if Patrick went down into the ground, into a place that was named Down Patrick before he was buried there. You get it? All right, over the following centuries, many legends grew up around Patrick and he became Ireland's foremost saint. Let's look at the celebrations and traditions of St. Patrick's Day. I'm sold, ladies and gentlemen, for me to get in on a holiday that may not be my culture, my religion, my race's holiday. Guess what? All I need is a good backstory and some motherfucking liquor. And this has both of those. Let's look to celebrations because I might have to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Traditional St. Patrick's Day badges from the early 20th century. And I'll just describe this. It is a uh, three-leaved shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity. So I guess... It's like clovers and shit like that. The four-leaf clover I know is lucky in like Irish folklore and all that shit. This is a three-leafed shamrock. It looks like... I, it, I think a shamrock is a clover, right? It's the same shit. It's like three leaves. And uh, it is there sim symbolically expressing the Holy Trinity. If you're Christian, you know. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. Today's St. Patrick's Day celebrations have been greatly influenced by those that developed among the Irish diaspora. You never, I, don't, I rarely hear the Irish diaspora. That's fucking hilarious. Especially in North America. Until late 20th century, St. Patrick's Day was often a bigger celebration among the diaspora than it was in Ireland. Celebrations generally involve public parades and festivals, Irish traditional music sessions. I don't know what Irish music kind of sounds like. I, I like listen to Boston crime movies, and I assume that's what's going on. And the wearing of green attire or shamrocks. There are also formal gatherings such as banquets and dances, although... They were more common in the past. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you they're common now. Maybe it don't look the same, but it's the same motherfucking energy. Get out into the street, put on some green clothes, and drink whatever the fuck that shit is. Green beer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever Irish people drink. St. Patrick's Day parades began in North America in the 18th century, but did not spread to Ireland until the 20th century. You know what this is making me want to do, ladies and gentlemen? In honor of St. Patrick's Day, we just heard about St. Patrick's. What a motherfucking life. The kid was born rich. He had it all. He was abducted by the Irish because I guess they saw some talent in him to be able to herd sheep. Pretty fucking tragic. Enslaved for six years. One day, God spoke to him and said, Patrick, go to the fucking water and swim. <laughs> and he listened and he got away and he went and he picked up the holy book, the greatest book ever written, the Bible. And he read that shit cover to fucking cover, 
went back to Ireland and hit them where it motherfucking hurt in their belief system, right? In honor of that, I want to look up some motherfucking Irish history. I'm interested in the Irish now. Let's look up Ireland. 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 Let's see. Ireland is an island in the North Atlantic Ocean in Northwestern Europe. It is separated from Great Britain to its east by the North Channel and the Irish Sea. Nobody cares about all this shit. I want to hear about some history. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Geopolitically, Ireland is divided between the Republic of Ireland and independent state covering five, six... Of, once again, not interesting. Let's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to skip ahead, ladies and gentlemen. See, etymology, history. Let's go to the motherfucking history. During the last glacial period, that sounds like a long fucking time ago. And until 16,000 BC, before Christ, hallelujah, much of Ireland was periodically covered in ice. I've heard about that. It's like ironic because Ireland is cold and wet and Iceland is green. Oh, no, no. Is that Greenland and Iceland? I'm a fucking retard. You get the point. Uh, the relative sea level was less than 50 um, M's. Don't know what that means. Meters. Uh, lower resulting in an ice bridge, but not a land bridge forming between Ireland and Great Britain. So if anybody back in 1600 BC, 16,000 BC, excuse me, um, they had, you know, hockey skates back then. That's how you had to travel. All right. By 14,000 BC, this ice bridge existed only between Northern Ireland and Scotland. I got some Scottish in my ancestry, ladies and gentlemen. Should I go to Scotland and throw on a fucking kilt and say, mom, dad, motherland. Should I do that for 4%? Maybe not. And by 12,000 BC, Ireland was completely separated from Great Britain. Later, around 6,100 BC, Great Britain became separated from the continental Europe. Until recently, the earliest evidence of human activity in Ireland was dated at 12,500 years ago, demonstrated by a butchered bare bone found in a cave in County Clare. Ooh, that's how they can... I don't think that's a great guess. It's just like a lot of speculation. Uh, Since 2021, the earliest evidence of human activity in Ireland is dated to 33,000 years ago. 33,000. It's a long motherfucking time, ladies and gentlemen. If you have problems in your life, if you're sitting there and you're meditating and you think everything's going wrong, you're catastrophizing, you didn't go to your fucking therapy session, you didn't take your antidepressant, remember this. Your life is insignificant in the scope of human development. You are a little speck. Irish people been there for 33,000 years. You might live 60 to 100. You understand what I'm saying? It's not that important. By about 8,000 BC, more sustained occupation of the island uh, has been shown with evidence of the Mesolithic communities around Ireland sometime before 4,000 BC. I don't know what they are. They talking about like fucking Neanderthals and shit. I don't know. All right. Emergence of Celtic Ireland. This is what interests me. How and when the island became Celtic has been debated for close to a century. I don't know why it's being debated. People like argue about any fucking thing. Um, Are they talking about like people debating on Reddit in their grandma's basement? With the migration of the Celts being one of the more enduring themes of archaeological and linguistic studies. The most recent genetic research strongly associates the spread of Indo-European languages, including Celtic. I wonder what that sounds like because I listen to the Irish accent. I enjoy it. I wonder what they they sound like talking their language. Through Western Europe, 
with a people bringing a composite beaker culture. Who knows what the fuck that means? And its arrival in Britain and Ireland dated around to the middle of the third millennia BC. According to John T., who gives a fuck who this guy is, and others, Ireland in the late Bronze Age was part of a maritime trading network called the Atlantic Bronze Age and also included Britain, Britain, Western France, and Iberia. Ladies and gentlemen, Iberia. Iberia. That's a where I'm from. Um, that's it, the ancestors that raped my other ancestors. And... <laughs> That this is where Celtic languages develop. This contrasts with the traditional view that their original origin lies in mainland Europe with the Holstadt culture. So there's like arguments of where, you know, hi, shish, hi, shish, hi, shish, hi, start. That's, that sounds racist. Uh, the blah, blah, blah stone, a Neolithic stone circle in who cares where it is, close to the, I can't pronounce that, park. And it's a picture of a rock. The long-standing tradition of view is that the Celtic language, Ogham, script, and culture were brought to Ireland by waves of invading or migrating Celts from the mainland Europe. I'm, I'm like, I get interested with language. I think if I had um, a bigger brain and thicker glasses, because that's how stupid I am, I think those are the prerequisites for intellect. I think if I had those factors, if I could just somehow enlarge my brain and blind myself visually, uh, I would have been a linguist. I love it. I love it. I, it. It's not even like, you know, something I really even look into. I'm just, I'm bullshitting. But I do have like a general interest of how languages are formed. It's very interesting to me. It is very interesting to me. It's very interesting. But think about that. Like, you know, the dis- distinguishing factors that separate somebody who's Irish with the, the accent that is closest to it. No, I'm not saying you guys sound the same. I don't want to start a race war, a culture war between the Irish and the Scottish, but they're very similar. And then both of those accents are close to the English accent. You know what I'm saying? Entire Great Britain, you know, they have like, you know, you get it, you get it. But I wonder, like, it's impossible to really even map out the microscopic, slow grinding process by which one language becomes another one. But that's just how it is. It's how it is. It's like people, you know, in no human nomadic nature, they, they're in one spot and they're all together and they talk one way and then they start moving and maybe interact with another people and then those languages mix. Like back to my people, I did do some research on the prevalence of my native people, my native ancestry. I have 20% Taino blood. Once again, I'm racist. Um, But those people, the Tainos, the natives of Boriqueng in the island of Puerto Rico, um, they're dead. No, Uh, they (laughs) they spoke a language that is still somewhat alive in modern day English and also alive in uh, Puerto Rican Spanish, which if you can call that Spanish, you know, shout out to Puerto Rico. We just won. Um, that baseball game versus DR. I don't watch baseball, but everybody was really fucking excited. So I, I, you know, any chance I can get to be prideful about Puerto Ricans, I do so. Even though I don't speak Spanish, I've never been to Puerto Rico, ladies and gentlemen. I will still throw on the motherfucking flag. Any part of my body, any time of the fucking year. Let's get back on topic. Let's Google Taino words that are used in English 
and modern Spanish. Taino. Let's see, Taino words used today. Okay, English words derived from Taino include, ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in. We're going to go on a fantastic ride. You said these words. I've said these words. You said these words with love. I've said these words with love. They're part of me. They're part of you. That means I'm your daddy because I'm Puerto Rican. Barbecue. I live in Georgia. 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 You remember that? Ray Charles. Beautiful fucking silky voice. He was completely blind. So I just assume he was, he was an incomprehensible genius. I think that you understand I'm stupid. Um, barbecue is a word that is very popular in the South of America. How many people knew that that word is a Taino word? If you like say it enough, you start to realize it sounds Native American. Barbecue, 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 baba, barbecue, bobacoa, babacoa. All right, once again, racist. Cayman. A caiman. I thought a caiman was a type of lizard. I know the caiman. All right. Uh, canoe. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I was just watching Moana. They're Polynesian. Why are they stealing my culture, yo? Why are they stealing my culture? Why are they doing that, psych? Moana was, uh, I want to I say the music was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the greatest Puerto Rican to ever exist. Cassava. Everybody knows what a cassava is. I don't eat those. K. I don't know what K. C-A-Y. Guava. Who doesn't like fucking guava, right? Not fucking guava. If you have guava, don't put your dick in the guava. Hammock. This is, okay, listen. Listen, I've said this time and time again. It is a stereotype that Puerto Ricans are lazy. I don't like to believe in stereotypes, prejudgments, prejudice. But hammock, that, you know, it's a strike against us. <laughs> Defending that one. Because <laughs> that is the laziest invention in human history. You tie a fucking blanket on two trees you just lay there and just fucking sway side to side. Uh, but it's beautiful. You know, white people enjoy it. So why can't I? They're enjoying my word. I'll enjoy it too. Hammock. Another one, ladies and gentlemen. Hurricane. That is a Taino word. Huracan. So anytime there's somebody in a foreign vehicle and you'll be like, oh my God, that beautiful huracan. That's a Taino word. You know what I'm saying? Lambo. Italians. You rented it from us. Uh, iguana. Once again, another lizard. Interesting. Iguana. Who doesn't like iguanas? I don't think anybody particularly has like a preference here or there, but you know. Maize. I know about maize. It's like corn, right? Manatee. Interesting. Mangrove. <laughs> He's getting a little weird. Maroon. Isn't that a color? Potato. Potato. Ladies and gentlemen, we just talked about the Irish. I'm going to go out and I'm going to rep Ireland. Even though I only have 4% Scottish, close to fuck enough. I'm going to have me a green beard tomorrow. I will be wearing green clothing and I will be in public witnessing people burn their brain cells. And I will partake. You know why? Because Irish people, Puerto Ricans, we not, you know what I'm saying? We're not too different. Y'all using my word, potato. Um, Savannah. Uh, Savannah, Georgia comes to mind. That is the beach in Georgia. I, I said it. I was talking to this guy. He's a native of Atlanta. I was talking to him and I was saying, that's my only issue with Atlanta. I think Atlanta is incredible. It's fucking incredible, but there's no beach. Savannah, Georgia is the closest beach four hours away. I'm tangenting, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to close it out with the greatest word in human history. There are two words that are the greatest words in human history. 
You know, in the beginning of the Bible, we were just talking about Christ. We were talking about being Christian. In the beginning of the Bible, God spoke and then there was. So it was like, you know, you can interpret that like his words created the universe. I think the first two words that he said, I don't care what it says in the Bible. I think the first two words that he said were coffee and tobacco. Personally, I'm just saying personally, tobacco is a Taino word. Who doesn't like tobacco? If you don't like tobacco, you haven't tried it enough because it's addictive. And if you try it enough, you'll like it. You get the fucking point. This is interesting, isn't this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fucking interesting. It leans into this understanding that if you look in a large enough scope of time, get ready, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to kumbaya everybody. I'm going to try to put on my Mr. Rogers sweater, you know, very strangely take my shoes off and put another pair of shoes on. I don't know what was going on, but this is where the, this episode is going. Everybody hold motherfucking hands. Take your light out your pocket, light your lighter, sway from side to side. If you look in a large enough time frame, you'll realize that we all come from a common ancestor. All of our languages come from another language. All of our cultures come from another culture. All of our traditions. And now I've just illuminated your brain, ladies and gentlemen, to the words that come from my particular ancestors that we all use in our lives there's no reason for all the division. You know what I'm saying? Whole hands, peace flag, love. Fuck that. No. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be it. I'm going to go take a nice hot shower and lay the fuck down. And I suggest you do the same, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you showered already. This is your instruction to take another motherfucking shower. Take two showers and go lay down and enjoy yourself. If anybody who's to continue to listen to Nothing Important Podcast... Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on my Instagram. Like the posts. Like the reels. Until next time.